So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose on the other end of the Skype line. And Father Frank Duke again at joins us here in the studio. Good morning again, Fr- Father Frank, and thanks again for, for, for coming with us. You're welcome. Okay, obviously for the last number of months, um, we, we can't get to Mass, we can't get inside a church until recently, and that's in only a limited way. Lots of people, I suppose, have thoughts in their mind about when we can return to Mass and so on and so forth. And I'm sure there's an awful lot of preparations and considerations that have to take place before that happens. Would you like to share any thoughts yourself and maybe the preparations and concerns? And Yeah, well, I, we, we take our direction from the Irish Bishops Conference, you know, the, um, the, the full Irish hierarchy. They met in June, they're in the first week of June. And they issued a framework document and then they went back to each diocese and the diocese made it available to us then in the parishes um, for preparation. We're only like the rest of society, shops and all kinds of Mm. places, Mm -hmm. trying to adjust to the new restrictions and to try and be ready for some form of of opening. And as most people know by now, um, churches are free to open uh, from next Monday, um, provided... They have. They are ready to open. There's no pressure on them from the bishops to open. The f- most important thing is that they have to meet a lot of requirements, the same as everybody has. We're not. We're not the only ones. Everybody is meeting this, and um, so that's what's been going on, you know, rather feverishly in dioceses in Paris over the over the past few weeks. And this document, you know, outlines the kind of thing. And parishes are probably at various stages of meeting this, but uh, there, there is a checklist that will have to be signed by uh, a priest and two parishioners, uh, uh, two parish representatives, uh, to go back to the bishop before we are clear to uh, open, to meet all these requirements. And one of the things we, we have to do is um, we obviously have to keep all the restrictions, same as everybody has. Mm-hmm. And um, but I and we, we are meticulously preparing for keeping the regulations laid down but we, we like to think of it that our first concern, and of course it's the first concern also of the restrictions, yes. mm-hmm. is to look after the people that come and try, do our best to, to keep them safe insofar as is possible. So there our concern. We're not just doing this because there's a whole lot of rules laid down for us. Mm-hmm. We're doing it because we want anybody that comes to Mass, when the churches do open, we want to do our very best to have it safe for them. And that's, as I say, that's what the restrictions are about as well. So one of the things that parishes have to do first is, uh, you know, uh, establish what they call a COVID-19 support team of parishioners, usually some people maybe from the pastoral council, it varies from one parish to another, but you have to set up a group of people to organise preparations and to oversee their implementation and so forth. Then you have to get a lot of volunteers for various jobs, like, you know, um, showing people to their places, especially in the first few weeks, to let them know all the seats. Um, there'll be markings on all the seats where people can sit. And the ones that are blocked off, we blocked off to observe the social distancing. So we'll need volunteers for that and for lots of other things as well. Um, there'll be training being put on by the diocese and some of the training will be done locally at, at parish level because obviously the work of stewards at a mass, it can vary an awful lot from one parish to another, depending on the layout of the church. So uh, a lot of that has to be done at a local level. But the diocese has been training people, uh, some people, what they call the coordinators. And um, so that's that's going ahead. Uh, I've already hinted at signage, uh, appropriate supply of signage. Uh, um, 
uh, on the seat so the people are quietly up where they, where they can sit. And um, then, of course, the whole question of uh, sanitation and, um, and at all times being alert to any new directive that comes from the HSE and adjusting accordingly. That's the general thing now. And, um, and the checklist then, we said, that has to, to go back to the diocese before we, we can open, um, that have we considered the most up-to-date advice on physical distancing and what is the number of people we can accommodate and so forth in, in the church. How will this be managed? We have to go through all that, and parishes have been doing that. And a lot of parishes have had a number of meetings. How will it be communicated to the people? Various ways from West Limerick Radio, Observer, uh, social media, every any way, word of mouth, every kind of way we can. You know, um, you have to clearly indicate so that people come in, they don't get confused. Uh, clearly, where people can sit, and so forth, and block off the areas where they cannot sit. Um, we'll be asked how we the stewards uh, got for volunteers to assist people entering and leaving the church and so forth um, the, the marking uh, particularly when pe- people are approaching Holy Communion I think most parishes at this point I think anyway um, would not feel they have to put tape down every two metres on the floor people are so used to this and you, you don't want to insult people uh, people of course know they know better than any of us they're used to it all over the place so but uh, you know probably just before they would receive communion there would be sort of the two meters back but the priest the idea would be that the priest would remind them when it comes to communion time that they um, observe the two meters distance as they come as they approach the priest or the Eucharistic minister now the arrangements of giving out communion is that the priest or the Eucharistic minister whoever is distributing Holy Communion must wear a mask a face mask for that part of the ceremony. Communion must be on the hand, and we'll be, we've been told, and we'll be passing this on to our Eucharistic ministers, to, insofar as at all possible to avoid touching the hand of the person as you place the host. If you do, you're meant to stop and sanitize your hands again. You've already done it before mm-hmm. you started. And then, so, great care there have been taken with, with, to follow the HSE um, guidelines. Um, it, to make sure we have accommodation for people with disabilities, uh, a place in the church where we can look after them. Um, as reminding people of the physical distancing. Um, uh, now, the document says in relation to hygiene that while each person has individual responsibility for following advice and hygiene, and people, of course, listen to that every day, mm-hmm. the church environment should itself be as safe as any enclosed public space. And so there's a checklist for that. Have all holy water fonts been emptied? Uh, Father Father Frank, can I just ask you just a question there? Um, Just when you you were talking about the churches have to be like all enclosed spaces and safe for people as well. Have the bishops said anything about the wearing of face masks during inside in the church? No, the the only question of face masks, obviously people that come to mass can wear a face mask and some of them will, no doubt. But um, the... There's, we've been, there's nothing in the document except for face masks when distributing Holy Communion. That's, that's all that's okay. there. Yeah. So, yeah. so in that regard, then it would be the default, the public position, so, which is that it's advised if, if, you know, if, yeah, if yeah, possible, I suppose. I suppose. And, and, and I'm sure many yeah. people will wear them, you know. So, mm. um, The question of toilet facilities, very important and uh, tricky. And um, so I think what most uh, parishes, I think what they'll be saying will be, 
only in emergency. Obviously, you have to have toilets, at the, mm-hmm. but in emergency, and uh, we've been in relation to that too. We've been advised, you know, to get people. There'll be no choirs uh, singing, um, and we've. If the priest says a few words, that he is very brief, and um, and the people wouldn't belong in there because that too is a factor, as far as HSE are concerned, you know. So. Um, and then the, the, there's details like can the doors be kept open when people are arriving and departing and so far as possible so that they won't be touching the door handles and so forth, whatever that can be done. And the minimum contact with doors and door handles and so forth. Having sufficient hand sanitizers inside every entrance, uh, at every entrance and exit, hand sanitizers, and I'm sure most churches have done that. Um, no sharing of missalettes, um, if there's only one mass in a church uh, at the weekend, they have no problem. The missalettes go in the bin, or people take them home. But like, if there's a few masses in a church in the bigger parishes, the missalettes cannot be reused. They go straight to the bin after each mass. And uh, no question of reusing hymnals. Well, there is no singing, and uh, hymn sheets or uh, anything like that. Um, taking up church collections, we cannot pass around the baskets or collection bags. So what's suggested is that to work out a secure way, and I think what most uh, churches will do is have uh, a basket on a table uh, inside the inside door of each entrance, and um, and people drop in their the, the thing there. Now the a very important point about coming back to mass is that the obligation for Sunday mass is is doesn't apply at the moment. So. Most parishes are relying on a spread of people. In smaller parishes, people may have worked out a ticket system. In bigger parishes, that would be a massive task. So um, we're, we're hoping to put on enough masses and to have a spread of people across. So people that can go during the week, we would be asking them to go during the week so that the people that cannot go during the week might be able to go on, on the Sunday. But the reason I bring that up here in relation to the collections is there will be the basket will be inside the door, I think, in most churches at every mass that's on. But that doesn't mean there's a collection at every mass. Yes. But people that put in their envelope are people that use loose cash. Instead of an envelope on one day of the week, they want to make that offering, as they always did. Whatever day they come in, they can, they, they can do that. Now, if the numbers are such in some parishes that some people can go to more than one mass in the week, um, then obviously they're not expected to be putting the money in the basket. It's the only way we can... Uh, uh, collect that up. So that's uh, in relation to the collections. Um, then have we identified areas and objects in the church which will require frequent cleaning, the seats, the ambo, the microphones, shrines, door handles, etc., etc., toilets, if, if they were used, and so forth. Um, has a process been put in place to ensure regular cleaning of these, including after every gathering? The full church has to be sanitized after each Mass. Um, so uh, is there a schedule for and appropriate monitoring of general cleaning and sanitizing of the church, including the, the sacristies? That's the, the, the fairly comprehensive checklist, and that will be signed by uh, one of the priests and uh, two parishioners and go back into the uh, diocesan office, and they're Father, required to do that in every diocese. Father so, Frank, sorry. there's two things that just, that just strike me there about that last point in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, that the churches, the churches will you know, need to be cleaned. So I, 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 like I presume in that sense, you know, parishes will be looking for volunteers to help with that type of cleaning. Yeah, they are. I suppose again, it'll vary. You know, I, I want to keep it general, Shane, because uh, yeah. you know, different parishes, different regulations. I don't want to confuse mm-hmm. people. 
But yes, if somebody, a volunteer or some whoever, whether it's a volunteer or somebody the parish gets to do and pays them or whatever, it, it, it has to be done. And uh, I think most parishes will keep a record book of that. And uh, and then, like, the, the coordinators, the people that signed the, the document that goes into the bishop, like, um, I think quite a lot of priests will be sent to them that they would keep a check on the on the, the sign-in book, you know, the book to say that the church was sanitized after the 915 Mass or whatever, and, 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 and you know, who did it and whatever. So, yeah, it'll vary a good bit, um, uh, Shane, from church to church and from parish to parish. Now, things are made to be a little bit more difficult for bigger parishes. In Newcastle West now, we are not opening on Monday. The other parishes we're involved with... Um, well, Father Nunn is looking after Arda Karikari, but uh, Fiona Castle Mahan and Mona Gay, they are opening on Monday. And if people look up their notes in the Observer today, the details of the Mass times are there. And we put on generous amount of Masses in the hope that we won't end up turning people away. That is the tricky point, that unless you have a ticket system where that's feasible, um, it's it could happen that... You you just you cannot let any more in, and people may have to come back the following day, or whatever you know. This we'd be hoping by putting on enough masses that that's, that that the spread, you know. Um, but that's there's a bit of a gamble there because you don't know you could get too many one day and not enough another day. But in big parishes, it's very tricky. Left two or three minutes yeah. max that we got left. Um, I think it's very important. What I heard you say, and I think it's very important, that the Sunday, uh, you know, people can, go, can yes. go to mass during the week. You don't have to go to mass yeah. on Sunday. And I think you also mentioned that the important thing is to, it, where possible, to allow that to be left for those who can't attend Mass during the week. During the week yeah. So therefore, somebody like myself who might be able to go to Mass every day, including Sunday, I should I should think twice and maybe recognise the fact. Yes. that I'm taking somebody else's seat for one of a better word. Yeah, if you're able to go some other day, yeah. yeah. And the last point before you, you yeah, go, yeah. John, is that when Leo Varadkar placed the limit of 50, a maximum of 50 in indoor events, he really uh, threw the cat among the pigeons yeah. for the bigger churches and bigger parishes. But that's been rethought now. We don't, uh, I, I, we, we will know before the weekend. Um, but that's, uh, we, so it, that's a very important question for us in Newcastle West now in places that size. And so that's why we're not opening until Thursday to adjust to the new situation. The ideal for every church would be that they would allow us open provided we observe all the social distancing and all the regulations. And that then depends on the size of the church. That would be the ideal for us. If you raise it to 100, it'll be a help, but it won't solve too much for bigger parishes. Father Frank, can can I just ask another question? Could you have a situation in parishes, depending where maybe people might get to the church and be told that they can't go in because the church is, is full because mm-hmm. of social distancing? Mm-hmm. You could. Okay, so I, yeah, so I suppose just for people to be kind of prepared for that. Yeah, that's and it. Also, that's a lot of patience and, uh, required there, you know. Yes, yeah. definitely. You know, and I suppose the, the important thing would be to say to people, it's, you know, it's all going to be a time of adjusting and yes. getting used to it and all the rest of it. And that if that's your situation where a steward turns around and says to you, a church is full, that it's not the steward's fault. Oh, absolutely you know, that's, not. No, you know, that's, uh, no. you know, and just for people to have, a, you know, a bit of patience and, and just to remember the community spirit that we've had over the last couple yeah, of months, exactly. the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. And just, 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 just to be careful of that, because I know, yeah. I know a lot, I know some people that are volunteering for stewarding, that's one of their worries is that mm. they have to tell 
their neighbours or their friends that, sorry, the church is full, you can't go in, what reaction they'll have. So just to say to people, have the patience and just to be conscious of it. You know, it's not the steward's fault. Mm. It's this is how this is the new reality we're dealing with for the moment. Yeah, and, and, and some people talk about putting a speaker outside the church, but my understanding from a meeting I was at of the moderators is that we are responsible for the social distancing outside the church mm. if, if we're relaying it out. So that's a tricky one too. So anyway, but uh, please to be patient. We'll all be wiser after a week. You know. I just want to I just want to advise listeners that, that, that uh, I think they probably know at this stage we're recording this midweek. So therefore, before the weekend, uh, Mr. Vredker could indeed have brought forward further recommendations. So this is as of Wednesday evening, actually, last when we're recording this programme is the information that Father Franks is speaking about as we have it. Must go for a second piece of music. But before that, Father Frank, I, I just want to comment just my own little comment here. As far as I'm concerned, you know, I, and I think most people would realise there's been a serious effort to try to, to make sure that people are protected. I was I was delighted when I heard that there's thorough training being given to personnel mm-hmm. from the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I think for us as, as, as people who attend Mass on a daily basis and want to return to Mass on a daily basis, I want to thank, um, th- thank the bishops for producing such a document, but also it's in all our interests as best we can to try and help to make that a success as possible. In the meantime, we must go for our second piece of music. A beautiful piece of Medjugorje music. I love that one. This one is entitled Here I Am to Worship. So join us again in part three where we'll read and reflect on the Word of God. <laughs> 